Hi friends. So, I've been sharing information on my Instagram, on my Facebook. I've been having really productive and wonderful conversations, both with acquaintances, with friends, with people I don't know, believe it or not. <laughs> um, but I've also been seeing probably some of the worst straight-up anti-Semitism seeming to really have nothing to do with the conflict itself, as usual. Um, and that has been very conveniently ignored by a lot of people. If you've been following along, one of my purposes for making these recordings has been to showcase the vast amount of anti-Semitism and the various ways that it takes hold. And I have three or four that I haven't even published yet. And the reason that I do that has a lot to do with the position that the Jews are consistently put into. Meaning, we are forced over and over and over again to defend ourselves. Usually from things that are either completely invented falsehoods or, well, we've just taken too much share in this world for people to be okay with, to be on board with. We're just too successful. We're just too accomplished, etc., etc. You'd be surprised how many times I hear that as an excuse for that type of behavior. Which, by the way, in and of itself is anti-Semitic, but we don't need to get into that. Now, I've really been debating how I wanted to address this on this particular format. Because very often, what I've noticed during these conflicts is that there's a lot of emotional manipulation. Now, there's a good reason for that, right? There is a lot of emotion attached to this conflict. People die. Real people die. Right? So, when that's the case, if you're a person who has any kind of feeling, any kind of emotional IQ... You empathize with those people who are suffering, who are dying, who are injured. And I get that. I totally understand that. I can see how, if you read what's in the media, you see some of the videos that come out and some of the information that's out there. If I didn't know any better, I would be horrified with Israel. I would be sitting there and saying, this place is disgusting. They should be ashamed of themselves. How dare they? When we point out, though, that the vast majority of what's out there is untrue, that sounds like a conspiracy theory. It sounds like Zionists or Jews in general. It sounds like we're going... No, 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 we swear, we swear. 
No, it's not true. It's not true. What you read, it's not true. It doesn't sound good. <laughs> and I get that too. I can understand how people reading and seeing a lot of the things that I post, that the pro-Israel community posts, it sounds like we're sort of justifying or, um, you know, allowing bad behavior of, of the Israeli government and the IDF and whatever. And, um, or we're ignoring certain things that you clearly know to be factual, etc., etc. But I want to ask you something. For those of you who know me, who have had a conversation with me, do I seem like the type of person to you who would ignore suffering, who would purposely support an entity that caused suffering? Do I seem like that type of person to you? Because if I do, why are you friends with me? If I seem like that type of person to you, why are you friends with me? And maybe your answer is, no, 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 you don't seem like that type of person. You just don't know any better. You're blinded by your love of Israel. You're blinded by your Zionism. You don't know any better. And so I, I, I pity you. I feel bad for you. You just can't see it. I've had plenty of, of acquaintances over the years say stuff like that to me. No, I think you have good intentions. I think you're a lovely human being. I think you're just blinded by your point of view and your perspective. I, I don't have a, an argument for that. You really can't argue when somebody accuses you of that. Because any argument that you would make sort of further solidifies that point of view to them in their mind. So let me tell you a little bit about myself. I have gone out of my way to participate in things that bring about peace with regards to this conflict. I've worked on projects with Muslims and Christians, um, specifically from the Middle East. I've done a lot of different things in my life that were for this specific purpose, the sole purpose of getting peace to be the end result. That is all I want in my life. Why? Because that means my family is safe. That means that I don't need to get any more pictures from bomb shelters or hear about family members who are stressed to the point of, I don't even know how to describe it. I don't want to have to know that that's what's happening to my family. I don't want it that my elderly family members are right next to some place that was just bombed to smithereens. That's not what I want for my family. And I'll be honest with you, it's really not what I want for Palestinians either. And if you don't believe that about me, honestly, I don't know what to tell you. You don't know me very well. And maybe you should get to know me a little better. If you think that everything that I've done up until this point is propaganda, and I'm just so blinded by my emotional point of view and what I've been told my whole life, then again, you don't know me very well. All that I want, my end goal in all of this, is to get to a point where both Palestinians and Israelis 
are living peacefully, successfully. They are thriving. They don't have to worry about terrorism, either side, etc., etc., etc. I'm going to tell you how we don't get there. We don't get there with misinformation. I have said this for years. If the Israeli government does things that are inappropriate or wrong, I call it out. And I have. I have. That's not what's happening right now. Let me repeat that. That is not what's happening right now. And the reason we know that is because the Palestinians are saying so. They're saying so on their television channels. They're saying so uh, as envoys to the UN. They're saying so privately. They're saying so publicly. There's video of it, of Israel clearing out civilians. There's video of them saying, we think we may have seen a child, you know, not even in the vicinity, but close enough that if they start to come in this direction, they could possibly be injured. So we're going to call off the airstrike. The IDF has gotten so advanced that they can actually pinpoint an individual in a room, in a building, and get just that individual without hurting anybody else. And the only time now that they take down buildings is if there are huge weapons caches there in the, I don't even know how you say that word, plural, weapons caches. I have no idea. You get the idea. That's the only time that they're going to take down a building. And before they take down that building, they clear civilians from the region. And they are so exact that sometimes the civilians can actually watch the building go down. Because they know that they're going to be safe. And they will be completely unharmed. Again, there is tons of footage of this. The question that a lot of us have been asking is if even one rocket, never mind 3,100 rockets, rain down on New York or LA, what would we do? And how would you feel about it? Regardless of who did it. Think about it for a second. What would we do as a country, as the United States of America, and how would you feel about it if the war was brought here? Be really, really honest with yourself. 3,100 rockets aimed at Israeli citizens, not aimed at military bases or at IDF checkpoints or anything like that aimed at the center of civilian populations. Everybody can agree that that's wrong. There should be no but. There is no such thing. There is no such thing. Now, I also want to make a definitive statement that killing civilians is, is a bad thing. It's a bad thing. And if you read a lot of the information that's out there right now, you would believe that Israel has killed a lot of civilians. This is not the case. Over and over and over again, we see this same story play out. 
and people buy it over and over and over and over again. In private, in various Arabic channels and things of that nature, they state that they were martyrs. We know what that means. They go over to the, the U.S. or the English media, and all of a sudden it becomes, they were civilians. They were possibly even children. <sighs> this stuff is exhausting. It's exhausting. It's like the story that my dad likes to tell. That ends with, I don't have a sister. A guy comes in and he starts screaming at this guy in his village. Your sister's a whore. I hate your sister. Do you know what your sister did to me? You've no idea. You should be ashamed of yourself. You should be ashamed of your family. You should be ashamed of your sister. And the other guy is just taking this screaming. He's listening to this guy scream his head off in the middle of the village square. Everybody's staring. People are thinking, what a horrible guy. What did his sister do? And finally, the guy stops screaming. And the guy he's screaming at looks at him and says, I don't have a sister. That's basically this conflict in a nutshell. No matter what I say to you, some of you are not going to believe me. Some of you are going to say that it's propaganda and that I am biased. I absolutely 100% assure you that I'm not. Some of the sources that I share, maybe. But I'm very careful to show you footage that has been proven beyond the shadow of a doubt to be real from the horse's mouth, so to speak. I'm going to say something else that a lot of people are not going to want to hear. And that is as follows. With the idea in mind that the IDF, as stated by the Palestinians, is one of the most moral armies in the world and follows the rules of law to a T. With that in mind, there have been many times throughout history that the Jews have been expelled from various places, have been tortured, have been subjected to second-class citizenship, murder, rape, and everything in between. Let's look at the Spanish Inquisition, for example. If you were found to be a Jew, you were tortured, you were killed. You had to turn over your entire family to the religious authorities. So you, the person listening to this, what would you have done? Not if you were a Jew, if you were a non-Jew back then. Would you have sat by and watched it happen and thought, well, they deserve it. They deserve it for not listening to the religious authorities. Would you have had any empathy? Would you put yourself at risk in order to save a Jew? During the pogroms in the era of Russian insanity that lasted for so many hundreds of years, there's a wonderful scene that shows a really mild version in Fiddler of the Roof, of what these things were like. Although in 
that story, they just come in and mess up the wedding a little bit. And it's scary and people cry, but the reality was, if that had happened at a real wedding, which it did for hundreds of years, people would have been dead, possibly raped the bride, etc., etc. What would you have done? If you were a non-Jewish Russian citizen, what would you have done? Keeping in mind that whatever you would have done, it would have been dangerous for you because you would have been going against the government that you lived under. What about in the Arab nations where 850,000 Jews were expelled from Arab lands with just what they could carry on their donkey if they were allowed to take their donkey? What would you have done? Would you have helped them? And what about during the Holocaust? Would you have hit a Jew? Would you have risked your own life to save another? We know from history that as much as you would like to say, yes, I would have helped. And I know some of my friends and I know that if they answer yes, they really mean it. But the vast majority, the real answer is no. And that's okay. You're allowed to protect yourself. You're allowed to do that. You're allowed to say, you know what? That's too risky. I can't save a Jew if it means that my family is at risk. Okay. You're allowed. But you know what? We are too. And what you're seeing now with rallies of Palestinians all over the world screaming, rape the Jews, Hitler didn't finish the job. These are pro-Palestinian rallies all over the world right now. I've shared some footage already. Happy to share more as soon as I get more videos. It's happening right now, guys. And if you don't realize that Israel defending itself is an extension of that, it's an extension of trying to pre pre uh, prevent more genocides from happening to the Jewish people, then you have not been paying attention. It's as simple as that. I know that there are a lot of different perspectives about who had the land first and who did this and who did that. I can argue facts with you until the cows come home about that. And I've put up quite a bit of information for you guys. Historically accurate information. But let's say you put that to the side. Israel won a war and they became a sovereign country. You can like that, you can dislike that, but it's a fact. And right now, here and now, it's the place that the Jews call home. It has been for almost 6,000 years, but right now, it's a sovereign country that is the safest place in the world for the Jewish people, where they have saved Jews from Ethiopia, from China, from India, who were being persecuted wherever they were. They saved them. It was the place where, in the 1800s, my family finally returned from Yemen on foot. 
because they understood that the Yemeni government and the Yemeni people were abusive and were terrifying. It's the place where, yes, Holocaust survivors came, and if the British allowed them, they were able to settle. But that's not the beginning of the story. I understand that this is a complex conflict. But if you are not willing to stand up for us, and most of you aren't, you don't get to have a say on how we stand up for ourselves. It's really very simple. We need this because we don't have another choice. We can see that the U.S. is becoming increasingly unsafe. I don't feel safe most of the time. I watch what I say, how I say it, when I say it, and where I say it. I've gotten death threats. Straight up. People I knew in real life threatened me. Walking to synagogue, I've had people roll down their windows and scream kike or effing kike. I've had trash thrown at me. And you guys know we had an attempted arson on our synagogue. This is right here and right now. And I understand that the answer that a lot of people give is, well, why do you have to do it at the expense of the Palestinians? I'm telling you that we're not. Zionism and the safety of Jews is not at the expense of the Palestinians. Period. End of sentence. Us being safe, Jewish self-determination, and safety in our ancestral homeland is not, is not at the expense of Palestinians. The only ones who want that to be true are people like Hamas. Because you know what? Until those entities existed, it wasn't an issue. That's the reality of history. It wasn't an issue. So this has been probably my longest of this series, but I hope that you were able to listen all the way through. Thank you for doing so, if you did. And thanks for those of you who can say, I would hide a Jew, and you mean it. You have no idea how grateful we are for you, and we don't take you for granted. Thanks for listening.